The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. All right, boys and girls, my name is Nubias Wilborn. The name on the marquee is Beer It Is. All one word. You can find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram. We are here on the CSPN Network. And today, I am in beautiful Spartanburg, South Kakalaki, a.k.a. Carolina, where it's finer. And I am at RJ Rockers, a special brewery getting ready to celebrate their 20th anniversary. I am here with one of their owners, founders, brewers, utility man all about, Mark Johnson. Mark, how are you today? Man, I am living the dream. Aren't you? It is. It is awesome. It is after five o'clock, and uh, just somebody pinch me. Hey, man. Well, I I won't pinch you. I'll let lovely Sue, the beautiful wife, handle that part later. But what I will do is talk to you about the dream. Let's start from the beginning. Nineteen ninety-seven. All right. Well, we got to go back a little earlier than that. Um, Take me back. I was stationed in the army in Germany for five years, ninety through ninety-five, and. I just developed a deep appreciation for really, really good beer. I mm. live in Bavaria. That's some of the, the, the home of some of the best beer in the, the world. Hops, the hops, the And the hops as well, mm-hmm. the ingredients. And I just wondered, how do they how do they make this without electricity, without, mm. without CO2, without all the, uh, the modern conveniences and techniques that we have now? And I got back to the United States in um, May of 95, and lo and behold, that's when the the microbrewing craze was in its infancy, but mm-hmm. it was it was gathering steam, and I just kind of made a mental note. So I wouldn't it be cool one day to just kind of make beer for a living and, well, have free beer for life. Well, I mean, hey, man, that's not bad. And you are a Jersey boy. Yes, I am. So how the hell did you end up in Spartanburg, South Carolina? Well, I uh, I was in the Army, so I I wouldn't say I left New Jersey for good in, in 1981, but I kind of did. I went to college in Pennsylvania, got yes. in the Army, uh, traveled the world. and um, But how I got here, once we, we came up with a concept of, of what we wanted to do, this, the southeast was kind of the last area of the country. To untapped. Where, yeah, it was last untapped. And uh, it just seemed like there were a lot of opportunities here. Plus, I had some family in the area within four, four hours. So okay. I want to give them a fighting chance to be able to see their... Grandchildren. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And so from there, all right, so 1995, coming back in the military, you're in Spartanburg, you realize this is where you want to be. Yeah, and I've been here just over 20 years this month, and I still want to be here. Nice. And so from there, you decide, okay, this is what I want to be, this is what I want to do. Had you brewed before? If so, what were you brewing on? I started home brewing when I moved to Idaho after the Germany thing, mm. and I did two batches at home. And my wife of just over thirty years now, who is an avid beer drinker herself, Salute. said, "You need to find another place to do this." Because <laughs> I was making a mess in her kitchen, so I did, <laughs> and uh, I, I actually sought the assistance of the local brewer. Her name was Penny Pink. Penny Pink. Her maiden name was Nichols. Her parents clearly had a sense of humor. But she was the proprietor of a place called Port Valley Brewing in Pocatello, Idaho. I showed up on her doorstep one day and said, I'll be your malt boy if you show me how to do this. And she said, come on in. And for about 18 months, I, I learned the craft uh, right there. 
literally crafting with your hand. That was like back in the day. There wasn't YouTube videos. There wasn't a lot of internet. Like you had no. to get in there and do I'm, work. I'm glad you brought that up because the uh, Al Gore hadn't invented the internet just yet. Yeah, it wasn't out there. So yeah, we have a joke on Twitter. We say you get on Al Gore's internet now and say anything. But back then, I mean, so how did you have to learn how to brew? Well, there were books. Charlie Papazian's book, mm-hmm. um, and uh, again, just you, the way you learn was you could either go to UC Davis and, and pay a lot of money to get a master brewer degree, mm-hmm. or you could go to a local brewery and volunteer your time. And if they were gracious enough to show you what they knew, and God knows where they figured it out, right? You know, she was a she was a chemist. Mm, that helps, uh, as you know, like the yeah, she the was, water she was very. Yeah. She was good with beakers mm. and flasks. Yeah, but I mean, she never even took a class on brewing, as far as I know. But she wow. makes really, really good beer, and still making good, still beer. making it. Yep, still wow. making it. That's so. amazing, man. And that's just what this industry is: learning and growing and developing. I tell you something else: you can learn to grow and develop here on Beard Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn. I am here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, at RJ Rockers. Getting ready to celebrate the 20th anniversary. You guys, the oldest or one of the oldest brewers in the state? I think we're the third oldest. They're still running, right? Yeah. And when we got here, I know there was a, a Hilton Head Brewing Company, Blue Ridge in, in Greenville, and I think there was another one, but I'm not sure. Because even Thomas Creek came after you guys. Yeah. yeah and they, Westbrook. They, and yeah. They have been a production brewery longer than we have, mm-hmm. but uh, we've been in existence as an entity longer than they have. Nice. So, what's the beer scene like here in South Carolina? It's, um, in a word, thriving. I like it's, that. It's, it, it took a long time to get going. When we first started with a brew pub, our most popular beer, at least in terms of sales, uh, year one, was Bud Light, followed closely by Nicola Ultra. <laughs> but I thought you want to say PBR. <laughs> no, no, we actually, you know, we PBR wasn't that popular back then. It was kind of like Rolling Rocket, but now PBR is all the rage, and, and right. we have it if we were still there. But um, no, slowly but surely, people just started looking, you know, down the bar and go, "What's that guy drinking in a mug? It doesn't look like what I'm drinking." And you know, they after trying to say, "Hey, I'm cool. I'm not going to drink homebrew." It's like this isn't homebrew. This is brewed right here. This mm-hmm. is a production brewery. They try it, and all of a sudden they, they liked it, and they took their swimmies off, and they went out in the deep end, and they enjoyed some really, really good craft beer. Nice. And right now, speaking of really good craft beer, I am sipping slowly because you're kind of catching slipping. Yeah. The Peachy King. The King. Walk me through this beer. Talk to me about Malt Bill. Talk to me about this beer, how to come conceptualize. Well, uh, our flagship beer is Son of a Peach. It's a peach wheat ale. It started out as something I thought was going to be really gimmicky, but it took off. And people, a lot of people don't even realize it's made by R.J. Rockers. They think it's some of the Peach Brewing Company. But be that as it may. The label is so, the, the yeah. tap handle and, and, is eye-catching. And yeah. the, the angry peach boy on the label is not my son. I have, <laughs> I have two lovely daughters, and that is not my son. But um, Okay, Billie Jean. But... <laughs> Peachy King came about as a, as a uh, an extension of of Son of a Peach, and it literally has half as much water, twice as much peach, and just a hint of coriander in it. But it's a uh, the coriander a, comes through, man. A delicious yet dangerous beer because it's over nine percent. It doesn't taste like it. No, it's so so smooth. How often does this beer come out? 
this is a uh, we normally release this beer right at or about Christmas. Nice, and it runs into February, and we just happen to have a little more on tap. Unfortunately, we're out of package, but we still have some here at the brewery to, for you to enjoy. And I'm telling you what, I'm enjoying. I'm trying to sip it slow because it catches up to you really smooth. Smells good. You said the peach. Use the adjuncts? What are you doing here? No, we, we don't use adjuncts at all. Uh, we use actually locally grown South Carolina peaches in every batch. So are, are you actually going in there, you're chopping these peaches up, you're getting the puree? What are you doing? Well, man? yeah, we get, actually, it's, it's it's from just down the road. I believe that the orchard is somewhere in Aiken, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it is it gets to us in a puree. Uh, we do some other variations of it. Mm-hmm. We made a, uh, a Berliner Weiss. With peach. Ooh, a Berliner with peach. Yeah. Okay, that sounds really smooth. And, and that was, that. we actually got 1,500 pounds of peaches grown out near Clemson. Nice. And even the South Carolina haters didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> they, they, they liked it. They, they said it was near Clemson. It wasn't in Clemson. It was near Clemson yet. So that was acceptable. Hey, look, you can make this beer... I'm a Falcons fan. You made this beer in New Orleans. You get the peaches grown in the Superdome, and I would still drink it. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. And so, from there, the beer I had before, man, walk me through that one. Kind of tell me what that was. And Black Pearl. Um, the double barrel. Yeah, the double barrel. The, the, the base of it is a Black Pearl uh, Dark IPA. It's not a Black IPA. It's, a, it's really probably better... Um, Described as, as a, a high gravity stout, over nine percent, but it's really hoppy. Mm. But we, uh, what you had was the double barrel aged. It was aged both in a Pinot Noir barrel and a bourbon barrel, and we blended it together. It sounds like a mess, <laughs> but it works. No, it, and just... it works brilliantly, and it's one of the best beers that we've ever manufactured in this building. The nose on that beer was very fragrant, floral. And the taste, it had the mouthfeel that I look for in a stout. Yep. It had, you know, the full body. It The, the color on it was that deep, dark. It had the viscosity. It it had what you're looking for in that style. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's just a really, really solid, heavy beer. And we released that, the Bourbon Age series of Black Pearl, on Black Friday, which now we've done... For two years, so yes. it's 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 a tradition at this point. So, what kind of crowds you have here for those? Oh, we we were literally lined up, uh, technically out the door, but that was before we opened the door. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, we had a really nice night. We had a couple of local bands playing here. We had a couple hundred people in here, and it was a really really nice release party. Nice guys, if you want to know about these releases, check us out each and every week on Beer It Is. On the CSPN Network, my name is Tobias Wilborn. Today I am at RJ Rockers in lovely downtown Spartanburg in the South Kakalaki, man. Beautiful down here. Let's talk about this location. How'd you pick the spot, man? Well, we started out in the heart of downtown in Morgan Square as a, as a brew pub and just kind of decided that really wasn't for me. Again, I went from the Army into the hospitality industry, so... I spent 11 years training how to break things and kill people, and then I made a swift <laughs> transition into hospitality. I had never flipped, flipped the burger professionally in my life before. Which flipped people off, probably. Yeah, so I, I just realized that the restaurant business really wasn't my cup of tea, mm-hmm. no pun intended, but um, 
I just we had a chance to uh, transition to production, so we moved as the crow flies about three miles from here. Mm. And another opportunity came up as long as, in addition to uh, a major capital infusion from my my current business partners, uh, John Knight, Henry Depew, Nick Wildrick, uh, to come back downtown. And we are in a magnificent spot right now. We're the west anchor of downtown, and I'm not moving again. I mean, this stuff is heavy. If we're going to move again, I'm going to be sitting there with a six pack of beer and a bucket of chicken, saying, "Wow, that looks like it. That looks they're going to lose it. They're losing it. They're losing it." No, um, this is a great place to be, and and we're uh, we're part of a what's really becoming a vibrant community, and it's just nice to be part of uh, all that's going on downtown. Well, because even where I park, like right right next to where I park, there's like this crazy Marriott thing going up, and all types of. Restaurants coming in. Salute to this area. Yeah, we got a great hotel coming across right right across the street from us. Um, should be open in the fall, and it's going to be really nice because anyone staying there they can just walk out the front door if they're trying to figure out where they want to go. They just come right across the street. You'll have three restaurants and a brewery. Nice, nice. Not even a block away. We're talking maybe a hundred feet. Literally, away. you walk out from your car over and you come and drink. Some of the best beer in state of South Carolina, maybe even the southeast. It's a great opportunity for them, and then you know, it's a. Uh, I really think Spartanburg's going in the right direction. It's uh, it's it, it's taken a while, but but we are we're just tickled to be back downtown. And so we mentioned downtown. We mentioned the brew house. Walk me through the brew house, man. Tell me how big it is. What you brewing on? Well, we've got a 30-barrel system. Uh, currently, with our fermentation, we've got capacity to do somewhere between 16 and 18,000 barrels, mm-hmm. which is, that's, that's a pretty good size. Uh, but we've also got a test system where we're constantly, on a weekly basis at least, uh, trying new beers in the 5 to 15-gallon level just to see what our what our next uh, hit's going to be. But it's um, we're also looking at a putting a restaurant in the back now as, as the laws continue to change favorably for production breweries in South Carolina. So a lot of exciting times ahead. Guys, listen, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. Got to talk about these sponsors who allow us to do this show for free. We will be right back on the other side. We'll talk to Mark Johnson about some of the programs he has coming up, the potential for the restaurant, and the potential for South Carolina beer. Guys, stick and stay here on Here It Is on the CSPN Network. Be right back. This is Tim Dog from the Comic Book Chronicles. Make sure to join myself, Agent 70, Dirt, and Roddy Cat live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, as we discuss the latest breaking comic book news and also review the new comic books each week, along with discussing TV shows, movies, and much more. And make sure to go to our website, theclicknation.com. You can listen to the Comic Book Chronicles every Friday by subscribing to the Cold Slither Podcast Network. All 
right, boys and girls, thank you for sticking and staying here with Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn. The name on the marquee is Beer It Is. And once again, I am here at RJ Rockers in Spartanburg, South Carolina, right downtown. Beautiful facility, wonderful spot. And you got to come check these guys out. I'm here with Mark Johnson, one of the owners, founders, brewers. This guy gets his hands dirty. Grinder, military cat from Jersey. So, you know, be careful how you talk to him because he, he might not give you that southern hospitality. <laughs> well, there's no such thing as northern hospitality. I'll agree with you on that. But, um, no, I'm, we're harmless. We're uh, I'm an avid sports fan. That's about the only thing I brought down here from New Jersey with me. I didn't even bring the accent. Uh, yeah. You bring the accent. You have a very even tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can I can talk like I'm from New Jersey if I need to, <laughs> but I don't need to. Probably you get you get a little bit upset, but I don't need to. But the people here are nice, and you guys are brewing good beer. And you, we talked a little earlier. All right, one of one of the, I always compare breweries. And I always say, hey, look, you know, Sam Adams has the Boston Lager, Sweetwater. You know, they're distributed. A lot of places now they have 420. What's your Boston Lager? What's your 420? Well, our, our Boston Lager 420 would be Son of a Peach. That's that's the beer that that opens doors for us. And then right behind it is Bell Ringer, which is a uh, a really good double pale ale. And I wish the TTB would let me. Put something on the label on the bottle saying, "Be careful with this one because you just might get your bell rung." Ha! But we weren't allowed to put that on there because it was taunting the alcohol content. I'm like, "No, we're not promoting the alcohol content. We're putting." We're it trying down. to help you we're out. Try to be. It's a safety guideline, but no, it's a good. It's a good eight percent beer, uh, which actually nowadays is, is is really nothing. Which is funny because I mean, what was it? Oh five, oh six. I know Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, a lot of southern states. Had a six percent law. We did, and we popped the cap in South Carolina in two thousand six. And Bell Ringer was our first uh, high gravity offering, and we've tweaked the recipe over the years. It's getting better and better and more popular than ever. Uh, I went on a ten mile run this morning. Uh, my wife's going to run the Boston Marathon. I was helping her on a. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! She's a, she ran the Boston Marathon. I mean, she qualified. Yeah, yeah she she's running Boston. So I, run. I just so I'm a five ten k guy. That's ten k. I'm on PC road race. That's yeah. that's my limit. Well, I'm a ten k to half guy, but anyway, I had to go on a ten today. And but I'm, as I'm looking down at the side of the road, I saw an empty bottle of Bell Ringer. Mm. I made sure it was empty. It warmed my heart. It bothered me that people litter, but still, just to see your product out and about, <laughs> it's like, hey, we must be doing something. Let's right. be doing something right. You know, I'll tell you a quick story, man. So, I first got turned on to Bell to you, brewery, to you as a brewery. I was in Taco Mac at the Prado. And Freddie was there, and he was like, hey, man, you should try this beer. I was like, what? What is it? And he was like, hey, man, um, Sons Brewery, RJ Rocker, South Carolina. All right, cool. What is it? And at the time, you guys weren't even calling it a double pale though, then. It just was no. Bell Ringer. It was just Bell Ringer. And because, like, cause the label has changed on it now. It's got the guy who's kind of, like, knocked out. But like, before that, it was just Bell Ringer. And I was like, well, what is it? It's Bellringer. And I was like, okay, but what is it? And he was like, try it. And he gave me a little little pour. I was like, holy shit. All right. Hey. 
the first time I, I broke it out in the neighborhood, I, I brought a small keg home, and it was the 3rd of July, and we were having the 3rd, 3rd of July fireworks extravaganza, and, and one of my good friends, Dale, who uh, is probably around a good fit, 240 pounds, he tried bell ringing for the first time, and again and again, and uh, he didn't throw up, he didn't pass out, but he lost the ability to speak. Ha! He lost the ability to speak. I've never seen that. And that was just, it was funny. I remember to this day, and he has not had that beer since this day. <laughs> that is funny. 11 years. 11 years since that happened. I mean, and it's a beer that, it, it, it gets you where you want to go. And I love the fact that you guys make it at 8%. You still sell it in a six-pack in the bottles. Yep. And same line pricing as our other beers, too. Which is crazy because, again, um, and... Again, I I had had my university card. Shout out to Taco Mac. Shout out to all those people there. That's why I started drinking craft beer. So always love for them. And yeah, I had a thirty-two ounce pour of that beer. Wow. Let's just say I had an interesting night. We won't go there today. We, we me and you may go there yeah. when we get off here. Okay. But let's just say that was a very interesting night because it doesn't drink like. An 8% beer, which again, I mean, back 2009, 2010, 8% beer was a big deal, particularly down south, but it didn't drink like it, so I was yeah. kind of knocking it back a little bit, and yeah, it, it, it rung my bell. I'm just thinking the only thing I've ever had in a 32-ounce mug was a Dos Equis. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> I have it almost every other week at our favorite Mexican restaurant. So wait a minute. So let's go there a little bit. So as a guy who's a craft brew guy, you make craft beer, you've been doing it for 20 years. You still drinking those seconds? I still drink Natty Light. Okay. Yeah, you know, part of it's palate cleansing. Uh, there's a term that we use. Fair I don't enough. know if it's industry-wide, but it's at least brewery-wide. Is uh, Every once in a while, you get a little craft beard out. Yeah, I, I know, do too. You, you, yeah. can, you can try so much unusual uh, stuff that you, you need a palate cleanser. You just need something to dial you back in and... I think the industry as a whole starts doing that every once mm-hmm. in a while. They'll go way out on a limb, and, and right now it's a all these kettle sours, all yeah, these yeah. sours. I mean, they're, they're all and they're all good solid of course, beers. Yeah. And and um, you know, citrusy IPAs yes. are all the rage now. But mm-hmm. sometimes you go to some of these boutique or the, these really you know high end beer festivals where everybody's bringing the weirdest thing that they have to offer. Right, right, right. And you got patrons walking around just looking at any breweries represented, going. Do you have a pale? Do you just have like a pale? I got. Do you have a cold? Can I get a four twenty? Can I get a? Is there a pilsner? In the exactly. House? Yeah. I mean, something to just bring you back down and say, okay, good, good. So I'll tell you what mine is. When I go to a Jamaican restaurant, I get some spicy jerk chicken. Okay. I want a restaurant. Well, if you're at a Jamaican restaurant, I don't, I, you cannot. You can't leave without having a restaurant. Yeah, I, I want a restaurant. Or I'm using spicy curry, or I'm doing some goats, or whatever, some roti. Like, yeah. I, I want a red stripe then. And I'm good with that. Or if I'm eating some Bahamian food, I want a clique. Yeah. They kind of just. And that's okay, because I think sometimes, like, people get so into the craft that they kind of lose the art of this loving beer. Uh, I believe there's a phrase, when in Rome. Exactly. And that applies to our industry. And. It's universal. Guys, I'll tell you where you can find out more about the industry each and every week here on Beer and Kids on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn, and we are here at RJ Rockers in Spartanburg, South Carolina, with my man Mark Johnson. How did the name come about, RJ Rockers? Well, uh, when we got started, 
My former business partner's last name began with the letter R. My last name is Johnson, and we were from a town called Glen Rock, New Jersey, and our nickname was The Rockers, so R.J. Rockers. Nice. Some people think it's a little too NASCAR. I don't. I think it's a good name. Well, because they wouldn't know that the story comes from New Jersey, which is not necessarily NASCAR territory. No, it's not, but uh, someday it will be. It's getting there. Yeah. It's uh. But, yeah, NASCAR is not really big in uh, in New Jersey. Uh, That's IndyCar. I mean, like, IndyCar town more than NASCAR. They had one race back at the old Meadowlands location, and I think they just did it. I think it was called the Meadowlands Grand Prix, and I think nice. it caused enough uh, traffic congestion that they really don't need on, on the turnpike and the parkway that they never did it again. I can understand so. that. And so from there, man, let's talk about the brewery now. 20 years. Coming up in April. Yep. I'm hearing there's an amazing anniversary beer. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Well, we're having an amazing anniversary celebration Mm -hmm. is what we're doing. Um, We thought about this a lot. We're like, well, we we need to come up with a 20th anniversary beer. And we thought about it a little more and said, you know what? Because we're in the alcohol industry... Maybe we just have a 20th anniversary celebration, but when we turn 21, we come up with a 21st anniversary, 21st birthday. Ooh, nice. That's what we're really going to do. We've got a couple beers in the works that uh, we want to put out there anyway that at least one of them will be available when we celebrate it on April 27th, which is a Thursday. Mm -hmm. But one special thing that we do have is... Uh, we will be serving ground beef sliders from a cow. I hope it wasn't named RJ. I'd feel really bad about that. <laughs> all of our spent grain goes to a cattle farmer nearby, and he's got a hundred head of cattle that he raises to a certain age and then sells at auction. But these these guys eat 30, 40 pounds of our spent grain a day. Uh, Each one. He's, he's. I, I've had the ground beef and the ribeyes before that he, that he's provided us, and all I can say is Kobe beef is overrated. This stuff is to die for. So we're going to try to combine it with a little fundraiser that we do for our biggest charity that we support, which is the Charles Lee Center Foundation, which uh, helps people with special needs and disabilities in our community. And I've heard that that's very important to you. Can you talk to me about Yeah, I, I have a brother who still lives in New Jersey uh, with special needs, and he lives in a residential um, housing area that's similar to what Charles Lee offers the people of Spartanburg County down here. And what I really wanted to do was do something special for them. So 19 years ago, uh, my dear friend Mark the Hammer Isbell and I just over a beer decided let's just start a golf tournament mm. so we will observe our 20th anniversary on april 27th but our 19th annual golf tournament is going to be on sunday april 30th and as a result of the generosity from people around here we've, we've raised over a quarter million dollars man salute that to that man and that's just people helping people and again you know, listen, I, I get I get a wide range of mis- listeners, I get brewers, I get distributors, I get legislators who kind of check out, you know, because it's industry-related. This is what the beer industry does at its best. It supports good people, and R.J. Rocker's Brewery is a brewer who does that. We do. Um, we, we help out anybody, really, that's got a good cause that, that we believe in. Uh, and for a lot of these things, beer is our currency. Yeah. They've got a special event, they're going to need beer, we, we've got it for them. And uh, 
those are the when you whenever you do something for uh, uh, an organization in your community where you know you're giving something back and you really made someone's day better. That's that's when it's really fun, and to say that you work in this industry and go, I really really like what I do. And that's a win, guys. Listen, another question you can win here on Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn here at RJ Rockers in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Talking beer, hanging out with Mark Johnson, owner, brewer, just expert extraordinaire. And learning about this place and growing with it. And so from there, one, tell us where people can find you guys on in the social media sphere. Uh, well, we're on Facebook. <laughs> this is probably my weakest link because I'm, I'm 54 and I don't even have my own Facebook account. Uh, but you, we are on Facebook. We our website is rjrockers.com. Uh, that's a, actually if you just Google us, you'll find all of our social media uh, links. Mm-hmm. But, and you guys are on Instagram and Facebook and all that place. Yep, all that stuff. So, and when you're having an RJ Rockers brew, because you guys are distributed all through Georgia, you guys are in North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Tennessee, and into Virginia. So when you're having a beer. Tweet the guys, show them what you're doing, let them know what you think about it, because they like the feedback. Yeah, read about us on Untapped, rate us on Untapped, and uh, if you come by the brewery, TripAdvisor or Yelp, just get on there and how tell us about how, how your experience was. So, speaking of that, well, that's one of my favorite questions to ask brewers. Do you read Untapped? Do you read the rate beer? And if so, what do you, what do, you do with that stuff? Uh... I used to read Rate Beer back in the day, and to, to, I'll give you a sports reason why I don't anymore. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was watching uh, uh, ESPN Game Day. Lee mm-hmm. Corso. They asked him. Not so day. fast, my friend. Yep, exactly. They asked him if he'd ever get into coaching again. He goes, no, no, there's no way I would. And the reason is because there's so much social media out there and the cowardly, faceless anonymity of people that just tear you apart. Because I, I just couldn't deal with that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I couldn't deal with it, nor am I call, calling anyone who rates anything on rate beer or anything else cowardly or, or whatever. But it's, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough industry, I think. People uh, are mean now. Yeah, there's just, it's, it's so easy to throw something out there uh, with cyberbullying. But you know what? It, it's, it's just... In some ways, I'll grow up. It's just beer anyway. Right. So I, um, I don't, I don't um, lose any sleep at all about any rating or anything. But if somebody approaches us uh, on our website mm-hmm. or they come in personally that they had a bad experience, we, we make it right. But if somebody's out there saying, I don't normally like uh, fruit, wheat, ales, but this one was pretty good, so I'll give it a three. Right. Like, well, thanks a lot for prefacing it with I don't like fruit, wheat, ales, anything. So no matter how great it is, you're not going to give it a three because yeah. you don't like it. Yeah, you're biased to begin with. So. There's nothing you can do about that. So tell me real quick before we get out of here. Tell me about, tell me what you, I know we talked about Santa Peach, Bell Ringer. What are the other cores? Or uh, what do you call them, by the way? Like, what do you, Because everybody has different. Yeah, well, our, our core lineup is, is, is Peach. Bellringer. Son of Peach. Pro- Son of Peach, yeah. yeah. Our, our, probably our most decorated beer, and I'm convinced that this beer is coming fourth place at GABF for the World Beer Cup. Uh, Brown Eyed Squirrel. 
formerly known as Bald Eagle Brown and formerly known as Downtown Brown. Downtown Brown. Uh, same beer, same recipe, just changed the name a couple times because of changes with the business rather than changes too. with the beer. But, uh, I like a brown-eyed girl. But those three, <laughs> uh, Palmetto Trail Ale uh, is, is another one of our cores. That's mm-hmm. uh, where a, por- a portion of the proceeds from that go to help the Palmetto Trail Conservation Foundation. Salute. Here in South Carolina. And then we've got a specialty beer that we wrote, we run once a quarter. I'm drinking the Rock Hopper right now. And yeah, I'm going to have one of those. want to have one of those. I'm going to have one of those so I get out of here, yeah. And uh, we also have four seasonal beers and then a... Countless number of one-offs or in-house only offerings. So if you come by the brewery, you'll find 15 beers on tap. 15. And all brilliantly displayed on a chalkboard in in vibrant neon chalk color. And just kind of look around for something that you think is uh, going to meet your needs. There you go. Guys, listen. Come to this place. They've been around. Get ready to go on 20 years. That is for a reason. Salute to them for making it during a tough time in the business and now kind of see the light. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes next with this brewery. I will have some updates. I may even be able to tell you guys about the anniversary beers they're doing and give you a little bit of insight for what's coming for 21. Once again, I want to thank you all for listening. Mark, thank you for so much for coming on. And Bias, it's been a pleasure. Thank my you man. very much, my friend. Thank you. Hey, guys, listen. This has been Beer It Is here at RJ Rockers. Thank you. And now you know what the scene is in the beer industry.